Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Well, here we are again. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and a big welcome to any new Girl Next Door listeners. I'm really glad that you're here. Welcome to our tribe, I guess. Um, As you know, this podcast is for girls, and of course, we have lots of guy listeners who are interested in learning how to lead and lead in an extraordinary kind of a way. So welcome. I'm really glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about one way that you can massively increase your influence. So there's a lot of advice out there on how to increase your influence and your leadership, but I think it all comes back to one thing. And the one way that I believe that we can all increase our influence is by putting a higher standard on the way that we behave. And that's what today is all about. So in other words, the way that we behave, our standards will determine how wide a sphere of people that we will be able to influence. So your leadership, my leadership, and this can be, again, like I say every week, this could be in home life, this could be in a, in a business, it can be as a student with your studies, it can be as a leader in a youth group or in a church space, but your leadership in any sphere is connected to your ability to engage with different kinds of people. You know, you walk into some coffee shops and the owners are brilliant. They are able to talk with and engage any of their clientele. I know the cafe we have around the corner from us, you have everyone from people in Audis and Mercedes and Teslas driving in right through to little kids and students, and the staff are always incredible at connecting. So our ability to connect the wider our range of audience that we can connect with, the greater our abilities going to be. So you will have a very large sphere of influence if you can connect to a wide range of people. And you know, the other important thing is our emotional and our social intelligence, because the greater your emotional and social intelligence, the more influence that you're going to have as well. And we will not influence people listen to this carefully, we will not, or we will have minimum influence on people who have higher standards of behavior than what we do. For example, as a teacher on any given day, I have to relate to such a vast range of people, and it could be anything from children to my peers, my teaching peers, to parents, to senior leadership in the school, like principals. Um, There would be days I might go and do PD in other schools, so I'd be relating to other principals and other teachers. I had to relate to board members and also to other professionals. I'd often have to you know, work with speech therapists and well-being officers. So I had to act a certain way, dress a certain way, speak a certain way, behave a certain way to engage with all these different kinds of people. And I know that we're very much in a society that says, oh, be yourself, do what you want. And that's true to a degree. But remember what I always say to us, that everything has a cost, including the way that you behave, the way that you speak, the way that you dress. So 
feel free to be yourself, but just know that there's a consequence. There is a certain sphere of people that you will be able to influence. And if you want to broaden that sphere, then we need to lift our standards. So when I first started getting back into teaching. So this was just after we'd moved to Queensland and Ashton was at school. That was my youngest. So he was at school full time. So I started doing supply work at my kid's state primary school. I'd only worked in private schools up until that point. But eventually I started getting more and more work and I had to eventually turn it down because I got too much work. And I found out later this always makes me laugh. Apparently I was known as the well-dressed teacher and our family, I did know that our family was a very well-respected family. Now the principal that I worked for, he had really high standards. Like even in boiling hot Queensland, he wore a suit, like a tie and a suit jacket every day to work. He would go and stand out at the drop-offs and pick-up zone at the end of the day. There were a thousand kids in our school and he knew Every car, every family, which kid belonged to which car, which parent, he knew everyone's names. He had such high emotional and social intelligence. He was such an incredible leader. And so he was looking for other people with very high standards to work at his school because his staff reflected him. So it was no wonder that with the respect that Cameron and I and the family had gained and I'd gained as a teacher, that included my work ethic as well, not just the way that I dressed or the way that I spoke, but everything about you says something about you. So uh, that's why I started to get more work. And if we want to be able to influence people from all walks of life, our personal behavior standards have to be able to meet that. And I'm going to go into some pretty um, deep detail in a minute about some of the things that we're seeing uh, that is meant to be being cast as models for you girls and guys too, that I think are lowering our standards. And you know, the most Influential girl leaders and guys will be the ones who can bring leadership to all sorts of people. Even within Youth Alive and our church, public church, Cameron and I have to influence a huge range of people. Like, And again, it can be anything from getting on a stage and talking to teenagers to, you know, in the academy, I zoom live into to global leaders. So, you know, anyone, it could be anyone in all over the world from, you know, we've had Chad Veach to Mike Pilavachi to, uh, I can't even think off the top of my head, but heaps of different people. We've had to relate to politicians. Um, I interviewed Martin Isles the other day from the ACL. Um, but then we're also relating to local youth pastors, principals, business people, other CEOs, uh, parents. And so Cameron and I have to have a broad range of skills and a high standard of personal behavior to be able to influence and lead and gain the respect of all those different kinds of people. So do you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use this word. You're going to hear me use the word classy and lady a lot today. Um, because the word classy actually means someone who puts high standards on the way they behave. So I say that we need to bring classy back. And when it comes to us girls, a classy girl is known as a lady. And I want to talk about what it means to be a lady and how something seemingly so old-fashioned isn't really so old-fashioned at all, but in fact is the gateway to incredible leadership influence. Now, there are two elements to being a classy girl, to being a lady, 
order being a gentleman. Um, and that is how we present ourselves and how we treat other people. So that there's those two elements to our personal standards, how we present ourselves and how we treat other people. So really what it's about is our inner values determining our outward behavior. So you don't even have to know what someone's values are. You can just look at their outward behavior to know what their inner values are. So if you are a person of high moral values, then you're going to be seen that way in the way that you present yourself and in the way that you treat other people. Now, I actually think that this now needs to be overtly and intentionally taught to us girls because there are so many bad examples that we are told is normal. And to be a lady and to embrace these other ideals, it's almost countercultural. All right, so here's, here's another good example. I was chatting the other day with a good friend of ours, Brad Bonhomme, and his wife, Ali. We've been friends for like literally 20 years. Now, their church uh, in Sydney, in the Shires, called Horizons, their church is the church of the prime minister. And so we had Brad come and chat with us at the academy because we did a whole month on politics. And so I was getting him to talk about the importance of, um, you know, how can you mix being a pastor and politics? It was a great conversation. But one thing I asked him was, how was your church prepared to be the church of the prime minister? Because it's insane. Like when he visits their church, you know, the FBI have to, the federal police have to come through and do sweeps and it's just insane. And the first thing that Brad said was, well, we were never a sloppy church to start with. And I thought that was a really great point because to me, the opposite of having high standards is that you've got sloppy standards. Can you imagine if the church of the prime minister was sloppy? So Brad and Ali's church, their staff and the people in their church already have high personal standards. I've been there. I've spoken there um, a couple of years ago. And it's no wonder to me that someone like the prime minister would love going there because who wants someone who likes sloppy things running our country? Because remember, everything about you says something about you. And not only do they pastor the prime minister and his family, but they often host global political leaders. It's insane, the stories that they have. You cannot do that with sloppy, low standards. The little things matter. And Brad kept saying that over and over. The little things matter. Their church has got great influence because they've got great standards. Um, people will actually not allow someone with standards less than them to influence them. Okay, think about that. People will not allow someone with standards less than them to influence them. So for example, when my family was a little bit younger, I never looked to a mum whose kids were out of control. Never. I did not look to her to influence me. Why? Because I didn't want my kids being like her kids. Instead, I looked to someone who had the standards that I wanted to uphold in my family. I wanted to raise kids with great manners that I could take them anywhere and they'd be well behaved. They could have a conversation with anyone. They were respectful. They were not all about themselves. They were not self-centered, but they were other-centered. So I looked for families who had children like that and I allowed them to influence me. So, you know, there are more mums out there that need to do that. Like I, I get so annoyed at all this, um, you know, in the name of vulnerability posting on social media, Hey, my kid's doing this and that, but that's okay. We're doing great mums. No, no, you've got a responsibility as a leader 
that if your kid is doing something that's like out of control, then you need to find someone whose parenting you look up to and go, help me, teach me, because we are leading and you don't want to be the blind leading the blind. So interestingly, if we tell girls now to act like a lady and to have some class and to uphold high standards, we potentially could be told, well, no, you're wrong. That's full of gender stereotypes and you're pushing a role onto them. And of course, we know from my previous podcast, how I think gender and role is attached. And the world is increasingly teaching our girls that this is a bad thing. But when I look at what it means to be a lady and the kind of influence that you have when you have those high classy standards, I do not say that that's old fashioned. I say, heck yes, count me in, bring back the ladies. There is so much to admire about girls who act like ladies, especially when we compare it to the alternative, which is what we're about to do. Acting like the kind of girls, excuse me, that I increasingly see cast as role models. I think of it like this. Think of Miley Cyrus versus Princess Kate, Kate, Kate Middleton, you know, William's wife. When I look at those two, they to me are the pinup girls of what not to be and what to be. Um, Miley Cyrus can only influence a certain amount of, of people. She's sure as heck does not influence me at all. In fact, I look at her and t- use her as an example to my daughter of what not to be. However, on the other hand, you've got Kate. Classiness all the way. That to me is a much better example and she would have a far greater reach of the kind of people and the range of people that she could influence. So this is going to be fun. All right, let's look for a minute at the standard that's not only accepted, but is encouraged and modeled for us girls today. Have you seen the new Bonds ad on TV? I don't know if you have. If you haven't, uh, go on YouTube or look on their on their Facebook or something. Now, boys, if you're listening, you might want to block your ears right now. And literally, this is going to be a bit of TMI and just la, 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 don't listen. We've got little kids in the car. Maybe fast forward this bit. But they've been advertising these new leak-proof period undies. Oh, yeah. And the slogan is beep. B-L-O-O-D-Y, bloody, comfy, period undies. That's the slogan. I could not think of a more bogan slogan for a company to use. Now, when I walk past Bonds, I just go, bogan company, I am not buying that. So this advert has a girl in her bra and undies. That's all she's wearing with a white shirt over the top, completely unbuttoned. And she says, you won't, and really her voice is so annoying. It's, you won't believe these are leak-proof period undies or that I can do this. And she jumps on this drum kit and does this amazing solo, legs apart, sitting on the drum kit. Then she goes, but I can. And she jumps off the drums, jumps onto the chair, legs splayed, arms splayed, everything everywhere. And then she goes, nailed it. And I literally, when I first saw this, I think it, I was watching The Bachelor with Georgia. I was like, that is vulgar. And George is like, mom, don't go on a rant now, please. But honestly, I'm like, there is nothing ladylike about that. I do not want my daughter walking around in her bra and period leak proof undies going, yeah, nailed it. That is not ladylike behavior. And I honestly think Bond should take those ads down. Then we have the new Cardi B song. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's hitting number one in America, at least. It's massive. It's her new song called WAP which I will not even tell you the acronym of what that stands for. It is vulgar. 
Um, and apparently this song is meant to empower women. What? Have you read the lyrics? Maybe you don't. The lyrics are some of the most disgusting set of lyrics I've ever read in my life. So interestingly, it's not okay for men to objectify women, which I completely agree. It's not okay. But apparently it's completely okay for women to objectify themselves, which is exactly what she's doing in this song. I'm like, really? That's pretty double standards right there. And again, like I said, the language is absolutely vulgar. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be you know, someone like Cardi B (laughs) singing WAP or someone like Kate Middleton, I know who I'd rather be. Who would you rather the girls in your business be, the people that you employ? Um, Who would you rather your sons marry? There's another good example. Let's take it a step further. If anyone wants to see what feminism is turning our girls into, just go to any of the feminist Instagram accounts. Um, One of them is just the handle is feminist. There's another one, the handle is girls, but it's spelt with a a couple of U's in the middle, G-U-U-U-R-L-S. Now, if that is the kind of girl that being a feminist results in, count me out. I don't want my daughter becoming like that. I don't want the girls that work for us being like that. I don't want my sons marrying girls like that. The language is vulgar. There's so much swearing. Um, Things that should be private are just literally out there. Um, Pictures of stuff that you just don't want to see. The way that they pose is really sexualized. Um, you know, but it's all in the name of empowering women and embracing ourselves. And if that's embracing yourself, honestly, I, I just, I don't want it. Um, but if you say that, then apparently you've internalized misogyny. The values are so morally down the drain. Um, there's even posts on there that are anti-men, which I really don't like because I love our boys. We need our boys. We need our men. I mean, what do we want? A world full of women only? Let's see how that works out for you girls. For starters, you won't be able to have any babies. Um, The feminist movement has trained too many women to think and act like men. And our girls are just no longer being taught to be ladies. But equally, our boys are being taught that being masculine and being gentlemanly is toxic. And I'd love to address that too. Maybe I'll do that next week. So I want to go through what being a classy, high standard lady of influence looks like. What would it look like to be someone who increases their reach and who increases their influence? So I want to look at a couple of different um, areas and I want to start with social media. So the culture that the world is creating for girls is one that I think in the long run, we really wouldn't want to live in. Girls want to be loved and protected and looked after and treasured and respected. And so we need to act in such a way that it makes it easy for people to respect us. So I want to break down what the behavior of someone with high standard looks like, starting with social media. I think it's about time we actually started taking responsibility for how we present ourselves on social media, because everything you post says something about you. Employers will look on your social media to see what kind of person you are. What do you want them to find? You know, as a teacher, my students and parents would often search me out on social media, on Um, Google and on YouTube. And the reason I know is I would often have kids come to me and go, Mrs. Bennett, 
I saw you last night on YouTube and you were speaking. So obviously they must have found me preaching somewhere, probably a Youth Alive conference. Um, but you know, I was proud of that. I was proud for the kids in my class and the parents to find out that I was someone who does public speaking and that I'm a Christian and I've got high standards. I'm proud of that. What if instead they found a teacher in a bikini with her bum out and her tongue out? Um, do you think that would incite much respect from my principal, my students, the parents in my class? I'm seeing too many posts and comments where people are saying things like, oh, I can't go to the beach without seeing girls in their skimpy swimwear posing and taking selfies and pouting and side shots with their bums out. But you know what? I don't blame the girls. I blame the industry. And this is what these feminine feminist Instagram accounts are about. It's the industry. It's, it's, it's everyone else. It's the men. They're objectifying us. And that is true. The industry has a lot to answer for, but the industry wouldn't exist if we didn't pose for it. So I do blame us girls. You know, we didn't fall on our cameras. Our bums didn't fall on the cameras and the camera magically took a pic and then accidentally uploaded it to Instagram. It's intentional on our part. Those pics say something about you and they decrease people's respect levels. There's an amazing etiquette coach here in Australia. Her name's Anna Musson. And she says, the less skin you show, the more respect that you will get from other people. And that is true. And I want you girls to know that. You know, the funny thing is there was a girl growing up the same time as Georgia and she was uh, maybe a year older and her mom let her post anything she wanted and wear all sorts of things that I didn't agree with. And that came to clothes, bathers, swimwear. And there was this battle between Georgia and I when she was growing up because she would say, you know, but mom, she wears it, her mom lets her wear it and they're Christians and they go to church. And I was constantly saying, no, you're not wearing that. I remember one day (laughs) she came, we were sitting at the shops and she'd gone off to get something. She came back and she showed me the swimwear that she'd bought. And I'm like, you're going to go and return that right now. I can't return it. How embarrassing. I don't even think I'm allowed to. I'm like, well, you just wasted your money because you're not wearing it. And parents forget that they do have control. They actually do have a say. Um, While you live under our roof, then it goes, you go by our rules. Now, do you know, as it turns out, that girl now has major body issues as well as eating issues. And the funny thing is she posts her body all the time, but all in the name of embrace yourself, accept yourself. You're beautiful. And everyone comments and says, she's so inspiring. Then six months later, she'll tell everyone, well, I really struggle with body issues or mental health issues or eating issues. And again, everyone likes and comments, but you're beautiful. You're amazing. Meanwhile, my daughter who doesn't do any of that, she's the one who's confident, secure, eats well, has no mental health issues. And I want to tell you girls, it's a lie. Those selfies of you in your bikinis and your skimpy dresses will not fix the problems on the inside. They will not make your insecurity going away. In fact, I would say it adds to it because it's the girls that post these things the most that in my experience are the most insecure because you're focusing on it. You're comparing yourself all the time. So don't buy into the lie. Have high standards on how you present yourself on social media. People will respect you for that. Your sphere of influence will greatly increase. 
If you post selfies half naked, the only other people who will respect you will be the other people who do the same. But other people who don't do that, they don't respect that kind of posting and behavior on social media. Don't poke your tongues out. You know, in a lot of cultures, that's actually a rude gesture. So if in doubt, if you think maybe it could be rude or it could look flirtatious or it could just look dirty, don't do it. Um, Don't use vulgar language. So many girls now are using vulgar language. And they use this language almost in the vein of, you know, I'm empowering myself. I'm empowering you girls and F this and, um, you know, it's just vulgar. Um, You know, don't stick your fingers up. I saw a girl the other day, a very prominent pastor's daughter and, um, you know, with photographs of her with her finger, like giving people the bird. And I was like, what? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who she is, pastor's daughter, not pastor's daughter. I've always said to my kids, PK thing, it's not even a thing. You're not a pastor's kid. Like you are, but that's not an excuse to, to you know, to rebel, just like being a teacher's kid isn't. Um, so it doesn't matter whose kid you are. Don't do that. And if you're a parent, it's your responsibility. Watch what your kid does. If they do that, guess who pays for the phone and the internet? Take it away from them. Rebellion and defying authority is applauded on social media, but don't be that girl. Don't start arguments on social media. If you disagree with someone, guess what? You don't have to tell them. Don't be that person. You actually will look like the far bigger, more mature person when you don't engage in in nasty, opinionated comments on social media. You will never find me posting nasty, opinionated comments on social media. There's plenty of stuff I don't agree with, and it makes me mad and it annoys me, but I don't say anything. I just then make sure I know what I do stand for. That's the best thing you can do. You be the person to stand for something. Um, Another platform that you can greatly increase or diminish your influence on is written communication. So I just want to gloss over this quickly, but like emails and texts, I had to write an email that I knew was going to the prime minister a few months back. And I made sure I addressed him respectfully. My layout was really clear. My grammar and my spelling were perfect because again, everything about the way you communicate on platforms says something about you and how it will have an impact on your influence. So imagine if I, as a teacher, sent letters home to my parents that were full of spelling and grammatical areas. So areas, errors. So again, you can increase people's respect levels or decrease them by the way that you communicate um, in written forms. All right, but this is where I want to land it for our last kind of 10 minutes is I want to land it in real time. Uh, what are some of the behaviors that show that you have high standards? And you guys weighed in on this too. So I'm going to share some of what you said, because it was amazing. I loved what you guys said. And it was guys and girls that weighed in, by the way. And remember, it's not just about how you present yourself, but also about how you treat others. So here we go. Here's a few that I think um, when people act like this, that they've got really high standards and they gain great respect. Um, firstly, manners count. Always say, yes, please. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Manners are so attractive. I've intentionally taught my kids huge manners. If someone gives you a gift, you look them in the eye and you say, thank you very much for my gift. And if you don't like your gift, you don't tell the person. Or if you've got it, you don't say, I already got one of these. (laughs) You teach your kids all of those things. Um, Teach them to say, yes, please. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's so important, whether you're a kid or an adult. Another one, look people in the eye. 
it's an underrated skill, but really important. And we have to teach it. My three kids were all shy when they were little. I had to actively teach them to look people in the eye. People who give good eye contact, not intense eye contact, you know, you got to know when to blink and look away. That shows confidence and it shows care. Um, Don't act stupid when you're not. This is a good one for the stage. I think maybe because perhaps we get nervous or I I don't know what it is, but I've seen a lot of girls uh, that particularly around MC spots for some reason in churches that uh, can get up and just act really stupid, but don't, don't act stupid when you're not like, it's not classy to do that. Be funny for sure, but don't act stupid. Um, A real lady lets people know that you think they're wonderful encourage everyone around you, give compliments, let them know. I think you're amazing. People love that. Another thing that someone with high standards does, they send thank you notes, like not a text, but a real note. That is so thoughtful and classy. You know, I married um, my sweet poppy a couple weeks ago and we had brekkie with her and her hubby and she gave me a photo of them at their wedding and on the back was a thank you note. That was beautiful. I've put it on my fridge. I love it. Uh, Another thing that ladies do, classy people, hide your underwear. (laughs) Did I really say that? Yes, I did. Hide your underwear. Exposed is not glamorous. Now, again, I saw a post on Instagram and I think it was one of those feminist ones again. And I saw this post on Instagram where this girl was going off her nut because people must have complained about seeing her bra straps. So this picture was a picture of her back and you could see her bra straps. And she was going on and on about, I've got a right and don't you tell me, and this is real life. So embrace it people. And I thought, you know what? Absolutely. Sweetie pie, you've got the right to embrace it but don't expect people to think you're classy. So if you don't like what I'm saying and you're like, no, I'm going to show my undies and through my dress and I'm going to show my bra strap, go for it. But don't expect um, people to think that that's classy. All right. Another thing that people with girls with high standards do is they're on time. Be on time because it shows respect to other people and to their time. Another one is tuck your chair in when you get up and leave. I know that sounds like the smallest thing, but remember what Brad said in our uh, Academy Zoom, the little things really matter. I've taught our kids from a really young age that when you leave the table, you push a chair in because do you know why? If you leave it out and you walk out the room, the next person that walks in, they have to clean up your mess. So what you're saying is, I don't care about the next person that walks in. Someone else can do my job for me. We need to take responsibility for ourselves with everything, even things like tucking your chair in. The academy students know that. Another one, be aware of how you speak. It's actually really important, particularly depending on the audience that you are with. Um, People will pick, and I've done this one before, I talked about um, voice coaching. Even the way you speak says something about you. So, you know, uh, look, I am a teacher and any teacher here will say the same thing. Absolute pet hate when people say things like use, use guys or slang words. I remember walking out of a shop because (laughs) I walked in, it's a shop near me and near my house. And I walked in and the girl said, Georgia was with me. The girl said, oh, use girls. All right. Is there anything I can help you with? And I was like, I'm out. 
I'm out. She just said the word use twice. I'm going. (laughs) So um, be careful of how you speak. Be, you know, use proper language. Um, A real lady, a real person with high standards never takes pleasure in the misfortune of others. I know it's funny when someone trips over, but like, don't be the person that then all stands around laughing at that person because it's really embarrassing. You know what? Be the girl that reaches down and says, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Are you okay? And help her up or don't just stand around laughing. Another thing that girls with high standards do, they don't take out their bad mood on others. Now go back to podcast two on why moodiness and leadership don't go together and on how you will decrease your influence if you are a moody person. Um, That is my number one most listened to podcast episode of all time. So go back to that one. Think of it like this. No one should be punished for being in your company. (laughs) Another thing, dress with intention. Now, again, it depends on the situation. I love tracksuit pants and sneakers and jumpers. I love being casual, but always be clean and have your clothes ironed and smell nice. I think of my grandmothers. They were both beautiful. My Olma was totally glamorous like a movie star, had this beautiful bright red, naturally red hair. My other Nana always wore sports craft suits. Even if I popped in and visited them unannounced, they would always be sitting there so beautiful. And I always just had so much respect for them. Uh, Being a lady is about being kind. That is true elegance. A lady doesn't brag. And don't worry, I'll get to the guys too. I'm going to talk about the guys next week. Uh, Let other people boast about you. A lady is not self-absorbed. And again, this is something I've really brought my kids up to be, is not to be self-centered and self-focused, but to be others-focused. So even in role-modeled conversations, I would literally have you know, conversations with my kids where we'd practice how to talk to other people. And I taught them how to ask somebody else about their life, ask questions. So a lady is not self-absorbed. She chooses her friends wisely because your friends do reflect you. She isn't a drama queen. It's really unpleasant for those around you. Don't make a tragedy out of everything. Uh, Follow up on the things that you say that you're going to do. Don't use fake tears to win something. Don't use fake tears to manipulate. Please teach your little girls and little boys not to do that. Cameron and I were brutal. If our kids had crocodile tears, we're like, are you serious? You've got three counts for those tears to stop. (laughs) Um, Don't make sure you empty your mouth before you talk. We don't want to see your food. Uh, Don't leave mess where you go. Kind of like the tuck in the chair one. Um, Here's another one. Just be aware of the way that you sit Uh, I remember years ago, we had a meeting with a senior leader about partnering. We wanted them to partner with us, something to do with Youth Alive. And one of the girls in the meeting who, um, she wasn't a staff member of ours, but she was kind of representing someone else at the meeting. And I remember she was chewing on her lunch and sat backwards on her chair. And Cameron and I walked out that meeting and went, are you joking? And that senior leader never partnered with us, by the way, um, because in their mind, her behavior reflected our standards. So be polite, be well-spoken. When dressing, leave a lot to the imagination. Don't show everything. And don't forget your shoes. I've seen people who dress beautifully and then you look at their feet and go, oh, almost. You know, their shoes are kind of like half battered or dirty. I get so mad at my kids when they don't clean their shoes. Um, offer your help, be considerate 
and never arrive empty-handed when you attend a gathering. Always bring something. How does that sound? Uh, Let me finish up with what you guys thought because you guys weighed in on this and I asked you to give me just one characteristic that you thought summed up what being a, a lady, a true lady is, someone of high standard. And probably the number one thing that you guys said was grace. You, you liked someone that was graceful. Um, so I asked you, what did you mean by that? And a few of you weighed in and said, well, I mean, you know, a girl who's merciful and compassionate and, and shows a gentleness of spirit. And when I say gentleness of spirit, I'm not just talking about, you know, like, you have to be this quiet, demure, gentle person, but just someone I think that's got kindness in their heart. That's what that means to me. Some other things you said, you guys used the word classy. I thought that was good. Um, someone, quite a few of you said purity. And again, I asked you what you meant and you said, well, that's about keeping your heart from anything that would corrupt or hurt and protecting your heart. And I thought that was beautiful. Um, and someone who acts moral, not immoral, uh, dignity, discretion, someone that knows when to speak and when to stay quiet. Uh, you also said someone who's kind, someone who's patient, someone wise and humble. So there are a lot more there, but we're running out of time. So remember, I hope you've taken something away from that. I hope it either has re-emphasized for you or encouraged you that yes, you're on the right track, or maybe there's a few areas where you're like, yep, I could improve in that area. Just remember the standards that you set for yourself will determine how broad your leadership and influence goes. If you want to be somebody who leads people from all walks of life, then embrace high standards. And I guarantee that doors will continue to open for you. So there you go. Do you reckon we should hit up the guys next week? How the guys should behave? I reckon we should. Hey, we should do a part two. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful week. Go about being a totally classy lady for me this week and come and say hi to me on social media. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.